This is Living Lean, the show that teaches you how to apply the science of nutrition and training to sustainably create your leanest, strongest body and build the most confident version of yourself. I'm your host, Jeremiah Bear. Let's get into the show. What is going on? Welcome back to another Q&A. Let's go ahead and get right into the questions. All right, first one of the day is, is there a really good macro counting app? Yes, there are. Yes, there is. Yes, there are. I, I don't know on that one. Um, yeah, but my favorite macro counting app to use with clients is most definitely MyFitnessPal. Personally, I just think that has the best ease of use. It's super simple. It's super easy for me to hop in your food diary. I mean, I straight up have subscriptions to the pro versions of, I think, every macro counter out there. My Macros Plus, Chronometer, um, and there's a ton of others that aren't coming ahead, but I literally think I'm subscribed to four different, like the pro versions of Fat Secret, like four different um, calorie counting apps just so I can see clients' food logs, which I've gotten more strict on lately. Most of my clients now are using MyFitnessPal just because I feel like it's easier for both of us. But yeah, I definitely recommend MyFitnessPal as the way to go there. Um, Next question. What are your favorite podcasts? All right, so I honestly don't listen to as many podcasts lately as it used to. I'm a lot more into audiobooks these days. That said, I listen to Revive Stronger is a very, very solid one. Steve Hall, who is actually somebody, is actually my new coach as of yesterday for my taking over my training and nutrition. Um, Steve Hall, super smart. The conversations in there get very in-depth, like uh, Dr. Mike Isertel and all these people that are deep into the science of bodybuilding are on that show a lot so i really enjoy that like if you're a coach that wants to get deeper into like the science of periodization and this is really more specific to the training side of things which is one reason i'm really excited to work with steve is to really really nerd out over the training side of things um that's a great one for that like if you're a coach that wants to get deeper into all of that Yo, the, what's this called? The Business of Fitness Podcast. So that's with Luca Hosovar, Steve Krabs, another solid one. Um, the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, one of my all-time favorites for sure. Cody McBroom, who is my mentor, and we're still working together as in the mentorship, of course. So can't say enough good things about that one. <laughs> Gotta plug my own podcast here because Living Lean is on my podcast I'm subscribed to. Definitely check that out if you haven't already. Um, I'm so sorry. Fire and Fuel, or the Warrior on Fire, excuse me. Warrior on Fire with Garrett J. White. This is another one that I've really started digging a lot more to recently. This is a lot more specific towards men that are either entrepreneurs, small business owners, large business owners, shit. But I really like this one. He drops like a daily fire, and then, which is basically like a parable and a principle. So, gives you a story and then relates that back to your life. And this really ties into the whole idea of body being balanced business. And they talk a lot about being the four dimensional man that has like a well-developed life in each of these areas. You're not just business. You're not just fitness. You also pay attention to your relationships, to your mental health, your being. So I really like that a lot lately. I've actually been doing a lot more. And if you've heard of Wake Up Warrior, that is Gary J. White is 
the leader of Wake, Wake Up Warrior, which again, I think, I think they might just work with men, but I really, really like his content. Um, yeah, um, Mind Pump, I don't listen to Mind Pump as much anymore, but I am still always a big Mind Pump fan. When I first started coaching, Mind Pump was like my biggest source of information. I remember I was, I would read for an hour every single day as far as like, okay, I have to read I would just force myself to read something, training nutrition, at least an hour every single day. And then I just started binging Mind Pump nonstop back in 2016, which is when I first started getting really, really busy as a coach. So that I have a ton to thank Mind Pump for. And if you just listened to the episode with Mind Pump Sal on Monday, you heard me talk about that story a little bit. If you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and listen to it because that episode was fire. I've got a ton of great feedback on it, and it's just a really cool story. All right, next we have Renegade Radio with Jay Ferugia. Um, big fan of Jay. I really like his personal development stuff. I can relate a lot to his story as far as being a more like shy, introverted, awkward dude that's really focused on working through that. Um, the Bigger Life podcast with Luca Hosovar. Um, lost and lifting talk with my man, Chad Spackman, who is going to be back on the podcast for another Q and a, what we're recording on this coming Tuesday, actually can't say enough good things about that show. Sigma nutrition radio. This is another one that I've learned a ton from, um, with Danny Lennon. This is basically all things nutrition. I don't know a show, a podcast that goes more in depth on like the deep, deep science of nutrition. Danny is a crazy smart dude, somebody I've learned a ton from, from afar. I would say like what the Revive Stronger podcast is to training, that's what the Sigma Nutrition podcast is to nutrition. And then finally, I really like the self, the Sustainable Self-Development podcast with Abel, damn, I don't even know how to say his last name. The Sustainable Self-Development podcast is solid as well. I would say if I had to choose a top three, out of those, um, it's definitely the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, Revive Stronger, and Sigma Nutrition Radio. Next question, what do you think are the biggest things most people's diets are missing? Why do so many people fail? I like this question a lot. So, all right, first and foremost, I think that just looking at your diet or a fat loss phase, I should say, as just a diet is a huge mistake. So if you've been a listener of the podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about the 3P fat loss method. Basically, all my clients, when you start coaching with us, we take you through different phases. Only one, pr prepare, push, and practice. Now, only the push phase is where we're actually focusing on fat loss. The prepare phase is basically geared to set you up for fat loss. So we're establishing good habits around your nutrition. Do you understand how to choose very satiating foods? Do you understand how to track accurately? Can you track consistently, which is a huge one? Are you consistent with your movement? Have your hormones and your metabolism fully recovered from your last diet? All these things are super important because if you can't say yes to all of those and you hop right into a diet, which is what 99% of people do, right out of the gate, you're setting yourself up for failure and maybe a few weeks of following the diet, then you'll very likely fall off. So right out of the gate, missing a prepare phase, which again is part of the 3P method that I use with all my online clients, is a huge piece. From there, everybody has the push phase, which is the fat loss part of this. 
So I won't go too deep into that. But then finally, the practice phase is another big piece that people are missing. Um, I'm going to categorize missing preparing practice phases though as one thing. But the practice phase is basically post-fat loss when you're practicing maintenance. So now that the diet is over, again, another huge mistake people make is not having a plan for the diet after the diet, which really just sets you up for failure once again. It sets you up for a rebound. And I did the same shit. I did this shit for so many years. For, it's very, very easy for us to be like, okay, for 12 weeks, I'm good with just being really, really hungry. Like I can manage that. I have a lot of willpower and most of us can't do that shit for 12 weeks. But after that, when like how I used to diet, I would literally just, <laughs> when I was almost strictly living off Chipotle and protein shakes, I would just eat less Chipotle and I'd be really, really hungry. The diet's over. Now I am super hungry. I don't really have a reason to diet anymore. I hit my goal. So I'm just going to go back to eating how it was before, which basically just meant I increased my portion size of Chipotle. So the problem there is you're not really learning how to maintain this long term. If your maintenance strategy is just constantly have willpower to resist being hungry, like for me, and this is why I talk about food selection so much and why I bring up the Chipotle example. For me, I wasn't choosing foods that were satiating enough to allow me to just sit at maintenance. The foods I was choosing naturally led me to overeating, which again is why it's a good idea to choose like 80 to 90% whole foods. That's another rule of thumb I give most of my clients. 80 to 90% whole foods, 10 to 20% flexible. Because then we have the best of both worlds. We need a bit of flexible, but we're also not constantly struggling to avoid overeating. So the practice phase, kind of a random tangent there, but I promise I'm bringing it back. The practice phase really teaches us again, like, okay, are we choosing satiating foods? Are you doing everything? Are you able to keep your movement up? Are you able to consistently hit your calorie goals? Is your weight stable? Are we able to just hang out at maintenance, practice these skills, but are you also making sure that you are, say, like, if we know in the future you're going to be going out with your friends maybe once a week to enjoy some drinks, are you doing that right now? Like, if I have a client in a practice phase post-diet or a diet break, uh, I'd say this is more true post-diet, and they aren't doing anything, they're only eating quote-unquote clean foods, I am going to ask them, like, is this really what your life is going to look like, like in the future when we're not working together anymore? Because if not, we need to literally start, quote unquote, practicing, practicing these things. I want you to practice going out, practice taking some tequila shots. Okay, it doesn't have to be tequila if that's not your drink. I don't blame you if it's not, but you get the idea. We need to go out and do these things. So then I can actually show you, I can ensure that you know how to make this work with your lifestyle. Because if you just are super strict with yourself when you're coaching with me, now of course we always have to keep things within reason. Some discipline is always just part of being successful. But also like if that's what your life's gonna look like, like for me personally, yeah, I am gonna go out maybe once a week or oh, okay, maybe not go out because I'm old now. I'm gonna drink half a bottle of wine once a week with my girl, something like that. If you're not doing that right now, then this isn't a realistic picture of what your life's gonna look like. So the practice phase, practicing those skills and also showing yourself that you can maintain. And if not, if you're struggling to maintain, then we figure out where to dial it back. And okay, like what do we need to adjust here to actually make this to be something you can sustain? Make sure you are still choosing very satiating foods. Um, different things like that so key to this so first and foremost one of the 
biggest pieces people are missing is just these prepare and practice phases. And I will say, if all this sounds super foreign to you, if you have always struggled with getting lean or with rebounding after the diet, hit the link in the show notes to apply for coaching with me. I will literally teach you how to do all this stuff like I've done with myself and so many clients to actually make it something you can sustain long-term. All right, next, and on a similar note, I would say people are just missing diet breaks. So again, if you've been a listener of the show, you've heard me talk about diet breaks quite often in the past, basically just a one to two week period put into the diet where we bump you back up to maintenance. Now, there's thought to be some physiological benefits to this as far as increasing your hormones, increasing your metabolism slightly. But beyond the physiological benefits that we've potentially seen, there are just tons and tons of anecdotal experiences that I can cite myself with literally hundreds of clients or tons of other coaches, experienced coaches that have great results in the industry that just know diet breaks work. And maybe it is just from the physiological or excuse me, psychological perspective where most of us just get burnt out of dieting after six to 12 weeks. So this is truly why I believe so many people along with, along with this idea of um, prepare and practice phases, which diet breaks I classify as a practice phase. Actually, it's kind of a short practice phase where a longer practice phase would be like a maintenance phase post diet. But this is what so many people are missing. People will get about one to two months on the diet, they'll see great progress, we'll lose a lot of weight. I know we've all seen this a ton with maybe family members, friends, or even ourselves. And then adherence starts to slip just a little bit. You fall off the diet for the first time, which is a whole nother diatribe for like why flexible dieting, like the 80-20 rule helps a ton, but we don't need to get back into that. But fall off the diet for the first time, and then a couple times a week, maybe three to four days a week, you do really good, but then there's maybe two to three days a week where you are not on point. Maybe you quit tracking altogether and you kind of just get stuck. You're kind of burnt out. Whereas like if we had a diet break, you could just reduce psychological fatigue. Most people feel better. We can get back on, on track with the diet. But many people just try to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing and are literally just stuck in this miserable, I call it diet purgatory for years where you're not really making any progress but you're always dieting, which is a really, really shitty place to be. So if this sounds like you, take a damn diet break. I promise it helps tremendously. For most of my clients, if I start to see adherence slip, we see motivation slip, we see hunger, cravings shoot up for multiple weeks, we see mood drop down for multiple weeks. All those are good signs that, hey, it's just time for us to take a diet break. We are better off just giving your body some time to restore itself, and then getting back to the diet in two weeks when you're in a better place to adhere and you're in a better place physiologically. All right, so we have preparing practice phases. We have diet breaks. And then finally, I would just say patience and accountability are a huge piece of all of this. The reality of this is this shit takes time. If you just follow some crash diet to try to lose as much as weight, po- weight as possible in 30 days, Well, that's not going to ruin you or break your body like some people will say. More than likely, it does set you up for failure. Because again, if you're just completely cutting carbs and eating 800 calories, that's not something you're going to sustain long term. If you're not actually learning methods that you can keep up, 
now not a calorie intake, but a style of eating that you can keep up indefinitely, you're doing yourself a disservice. Again, taking it back to like the food selection thing for most people, learning how to push your appetite on auto-regulate by selecting very filling foods is so key for so many people. We're focusing on protein at every meal. We're focusing on getting a lot of fiber. We're (laughs) eating big ass salads, different things like that. All these little rituals that I teach my clients to do make such a difference in making this sustainable. But so many people take like a 30 day crash diet approach. I'm going to try to lose this weight just as quickly as possible. I don't care what I do, which again, I used to do in the past. And then when that diet is over, they rebound. You've really set yourself back like at least 60 days. So it makes sense to invest a little bit more time up front to be able to sustain your results longer in the big picture. All right, team. And that is all I have for today. As always, if you have any questions at all, you want me to answer on the show, shoot them to me via email at jeremiah at barefit.com or just connect with me on Instagram at jeremiah bear, B-A-I-R. And I am super happy to go stupid in depth into them on the podcast here. And with that, have an awesome day. Thank you for tuning in.